kick off a new series last week called Disillusion, and, and we're looking at the doubts that we all experience. The reality is, as believers even, doubt is a constant companion, right? Doubt is a, something that all of us wrestle with, sometimes in very small doses, sometimes in very large doses. Sometimes we have, like we talked about last week, intellectual doubts, doubts about whether the, the Bible is true, whether the things that God says are true. Sometimes we have what we would call moral doubts, that we're, where we question, hey, uh, why does God say this thing is wrong, but I think this thing may be correct. Uh, and, and sometimes we have emotional doubts. And I think these are the ones that we wrestle with maybe the most. This is when, man, I know what God says, but I feel differently. My life is hurting, man. It's caused by devastation. It's caused by destruction. It's caused by a challenge, a season that we happen to be going through. And so I want to talk to you just a very, very quickly today about when we doubt ourselves. I think this is probably the biggest form of doubt that I wrestle with. Probably many of you can identify with this. So we're going to turn to a story in Matthew chapter 14. Uh, a very famous story you're probably familiar with. We're going to read it very quickly, and then we'll dig into it for just a moment. In Matthew 14, starting at verse 25, it says, Shortly before John, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. So Jesus' disciples are in a boat. They're crossing the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus stayed behind, and he decides, you know what? I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm just going to walk across the lake and meet my disciples. Side note, how cool would it be to be Jesus? Right? Or you can just decide how, I'm just going to take the shortcut across the lake. Verse 26 says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. I think it's a reasonable response, right? You see somebody walking on water, you, you freak out. It says, they said it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. Everybody say, take courage. We're going to walk a faith walk. It's going to take some courage. We're going to walk to, to the places that God wants us to go. It's going to take courage. He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Most common command in scripture. Don't be afraid. And then Peter has this very famous response. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, if this is really you talking, here's how I want you to prove it to me. He says, tell me to come to you on the water. Peter just wants to do what Jesus is doing. Jesus, if you're walking on water... I want to walk on water. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful heart. I think that's the, the call that God has for each of us is that, man, if we see Jesus doing it, we want to do the same thing. We may not do it as well as he does. We may not do it as easily as he does. We may not do it as purely as he does. But, man, if Jesus does it, I want to do it. Amen? So Peter says, hey, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Jesus responds with one word. Come. Jesus doesn't explain to him all the steps of how to get on the boat and walk on the water. He doesn't give him a five-step plan of here's what I want you to do first and here's what you're going to do next. Jesus doesn't justify, hey, it's me and here's how you know it's me. And now come. he gives him one word, come. I think sometimes the reason why many of us don't fulfill what God has for us is we're waiting for a lot more details and God just gives us one word. God just gives us the first step. Here's what I want you to do, and you're going to figure it out from there. You're going to see the next step. Can I challenge you, church, be faithful to the step God gives you? You may not know how the next step works. Jesus says, come, and Peter is crazy enough to do it. How many of us would have taken that? 
last step. I love it. I think it's amazing. He wants to do what Jesus is doing. So Jesus says, come. Verse 29 says, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, when he saw the storm, when he saw what was going on, it says he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, it says, Jesus reached out his hand, hand and caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? He said, when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. They had seen Jesus do some amazing stuff. But they saw him walk on water. They were like, you're the real deal. <laughs> right. They saw him move through the water in the storm. There is no doubt. There is no question who he is. I want to focus very quickly on verses 30 and 31, and then I'm going to give you two, two very simple points as we close. 30 and 31, it says, Peter, when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Oftentimes, fear fuels our doubts. Right? Peter was afraid. And how did Jesus respond? Jesus didn't tell him not to be afraid. By the way, Jesus had already told them not to be afraid. Right? When he's walking on the water, they were terrified. Jesus says, don't be afraid. So now Peter starts to sink, and he's sinking out of fear. But Jesus doesn't speak to the fear again. He's already told him, don't be afraid. Now he reaches out, and he grabs him. And then he just asks him, why did you doubt? Many times our doubts are fueled by our fears. They're feared by our insecurities, especially when it comes to our doubt in who we are, in our doubt in what we can do. Here's what I want you to see. First of all, the same God who got you this far will get you the rest of the way. Peter started to doubt in the middle of walking on water, right? He didn't get out of the boat and immediately sink the way that most of us would have done. He's actually moving in the direction God's called him. He's actually fulfilling the purpose God has for him. He's taking steps, and in the middle of walking towards Jesus, he gets distracted by what's going on on the side of him. And he begins to doubt. And so understand this, the same God who gets you halfway across, he'll get you the rest of the way. If we'll continue to place our faith in him. But, but secondly, I want you to see this. Jesus is always ready to catch us when we fall. Notice what it says. It says, immediately as he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. It says, immediately Jesus caught him. You know what that means? That means Peter was really close. How different would this story read if Peter doesn't get scared by the waves and doesn't get distracted by the waves and he makes it to Jesus and walks back into the boat? I'll tell you what, the rest of the disciples would have treated him a little, little more respect after that, Right? He was so close. I wonder how many of us are so close to the breakthrough God has for us. So close to the victory God has for us. So close to the healing God has for us. So close to the restoration God has for us. And the enemy's doing everything he can to distract us before we get to that point. Because he knows we're just another step away. We're just two steps away. You see, I don't think Jesus went, go, go, Inspector Gadget Arms.